0: On today's PMEA's Take Note podcast, we are talking about the new ArtsEd data project. And I would encourage you, if you're only listening to this one, that you might want to go and take a look at the video version, because we are going to be showing you how this new dashboard works on today's PMEA's Take Note podcast. (laughs) Hello, everybody. Welcome to this edition of PMEA's Take Note podcast. I'm Mark Espadacas. As I said, we're talking uh, about some data and uh, a really a, a great new tool uh, that you will be able to use. Uh, actually, you already can use. Uh, to help in your advocacy efforts, to help in knowing uh, more about what's happening in your school, uh, the Pennsylvania Arts Education Data Project. We're going to dive into that today. And to help us do that uh, is, is our great friend uh, of PMEA, of music educators, of all arts educators, uh, David Dietz. He's the fine arts education consultant at the Pennsylvania Department of Education. He is more than that, though, uh, a former music educator himself, a, uh, a PMEA Hall of Famer. Uh, and the list could go on and on. Dave, thanks for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me. Uh,
0: so we're all so excited about this data project. This has been this has been a long time in the making. We're going to talk uh, a little bit about that, but um, let's kind of baseline here for folks. What what is the data project, and how did it evolve to get here? Uh,
1: the the data project is a comprehensive review of the status and condition of music and arts education in United States public schools, and it's based on large-scale student participation data. In Pennsylvania, the schools that have to report to the Department of Ed uh, include all of our public schools, which we call LEAs or local education agencies, um, our charter schools, our career tech ed schools, and also our intermediate units. So the data that, that you'll uh, we'll be talking about today uh, comes from those sources. They're reported to the Department of Ed. And um, just know that uh, our private schools also have some very uh, arts-rich programs, but they don't have to report the data. So we don't have that kind of data.
0: Yeah. So so the, the schools are automatically reporting this. This is not something that if I'm a music teacher, I've got to make sure that I'm telling my school district to report this. This isn't included in all the data that the school's reporting, correct?
1: this is included in all the data that the schools report uh, however uh, given the nature of this particular arts head data project and the ways in which schools report and i'll talk a little bit about that later in our uh, in our uh, time here together uh it, it would be uh good better than good for uh, music and arts teachers to learn about the process of reporting and uh to help the people in your school districts who are responsible for uh, doing data reporting. If you're in a large school district uh, or or a a suburban school district, you probably have somebody who's assigned to do that reporting to the state. If you're in a small and rural school district, it might be one of your uh, principals or assistant principals or a curriculum and instruction person who has data reporting as one of their, their assignments.
0: Uh, so th- let's just talk a little bit about like, so before we, we, we actually show it and get into it, um, what are some of the things that people are, you're going to be able to find out from the school level all the way up to the national level?
1: Um, there, there are a lot of things that, that you can find out. And I think a lot of it depends on the lens that, that you're looking through. So if, if you're looking at this, let's say through, a, a teacher or administrator lens, you might want to look at a tab that that has just your own school uh, information or your own district information. And in pulling up that tab, you can look at uh, certain trends over time uh, for the purpose of maybe finding gaps in student participation or staffing or course offerings. And certainly given uh, you know the, the few years of COVID that are a part of the reporting that we have now, uh, that you might be you might be surprised at, at some of the, the things that have been reported. Uh, if you're responsible for advocacy uh, or policy, you might want to do some comparisons with local districts or districts with similar demographics. Uh, so schools like that uh, have similar size or size of art staff or courses offered, etc. Uh, of great importance to policymakers is data about districts where arts education. Uh, availability falls below state minimum requirements or where arts offerings to low income or school majority race and ethnicity groups are underserved. Uh, as the state uh, consultant for fine arts, I'm currently using this information to make sure that districts are complying with their reporting of arts offerings and student participation, uh, as well as working to assist the district level data input personnel with accurate understanding of the coding systems that are used to report data to the Department of Education.
0: Yeah. So uh, there's a lot there. That's a that's a lot. Uh, and there's there's certainly a lot that people can access in here. Uh, so I don't want it to, to seem uh, to folks that this is this is daunting um, because, uh, you know, it's it's drinking from a fire hose, I guess, in some levels. But you can access it at whatever point uh, works for you. And, and so let's talk a little bit about that functionality. Okay, Uh, and and Uh, how folks can access
1: it. Mark, I like that. You said it when you first go on the site It can be really daunting. So uh, uh, a lot of of what you might want to think when you go on the site is Just take one thing and focus on it and and I'm sure that as we go through this today You're gonna find that I'm still pretty clumsy at using certain areas of of this um, uh, tool just because it is so rich in the ways that it works, but you have to really just take each one of the different tabs and spend some time playing with them to find out what you, you really wanna find out.
0: All right, so let's uh, let's take a look at it. Uh, let's actually go into the site. And so we're we're having you share your screen a, a little bit. Uh, so I'm just gonna turn it over to you and, and let's talk about the functionality, how folks can find this data.
1: Well, this first screen I have is not actually our Pennsylvania screen, but it's the Arts Education Data Project uh, that comes from the company Quadrant Arts, and they are the folks that are, are uh, doing this. There are currently uh, 31 states that are involved. We hope at some point that we can get almost all of the states involved. There are a few states that uh, do not require arts reporting, so you know that's not going to be very helpful. But each one of the states has their own um, site, and this is the Pennsylvania site. I'll take you to the uh, overview tab, we'll just get a little bit of what it is. You'll see this This is our Pennsylvania tab. And um, uh, you can see the TOC, the table of contents, you'll see a replication of all of these areas in the tabs going across the top. So you can, if you want to find something, you can click on it uh, either here in the table of contents or you can go up and just click on one of the tabs, and I think Mark, uh, we you had suggested maybe that we should start with uh, what we can do at the school level because most of the people on this uh, podcast will probably be uh, teachers and maybe a few uh, maybe a few arts administrators. So looking at the school profile tab is is a great place to start. You can you can uh, find a lot of stuff there and. Um, uh, Mark is from McKeesport, and uh, Mark and I traveled to McKeesport. It was a shorter trip for him than it was for me uh, back in October when this was rolled out. And uh, uh, we, we talked a little bit about uh, how long it took. Um, this project is a, a combined project with the Quadrant Arts, but also with uh, CDA, the State Education Agency's Directors of Arts Education, and I represent Pennsylvania in that particular organization. And it's been going on for uh, the idea came about in 15 years ago. Uh, c wasn't involved at the very beginning, but, but uh, once c got involved, we are, we're into this for about, I think, 10 or 11 years. Uh, I did bring it to the Department of Education 10 years ago um, to try and get into this project. It only took nine years. At the oh Education, Only took nine years, but all of my colleagues at the department say, if you live long enough, something will happen. Um, we also had dance certification uh, go over the fence this year, and that took 59 years. So <laughs> we're still in the window of how long I've lived. Um, but anyway, we're looking at McKee's board, and you can see here uh, there's a lot of color coding and and there's a lot of. Uh, graphics that's that's uh a part of what a dashboard visualization you know the word visualization that's uh, part of what this is expected to be so at mckeesport uh currently uh, it's reported that in 2022 and 2022 is the last group of data however the 2023 data has been sent Uh, which would be like uh, school year 2022, 2023. We will always be one year behind. That's true in every state. And uh, that has been said. And so we're hoping that within um, maybe the next two to three weeks, this will be incorporated into this website. And then the 2018 data will be stored, but it will visually be dropped off of of the site. But it, it is always stored. It doesn't go away. Uh, And we currently have five years worth of data. The initial dump included five years of data dumped into it so that you could look at some trends and some comparisons. But in music, it says that there are four uh, teachers. And in ninth grade, there are about uh, 107 students in ninth grade enrolled in music, about 76. Notice hovering over things is really a big part of this website. Uh, 94 in grade 11, and 68 in grade 12. And you can look up here and see that at McKeesport High School, there are about 1,023 students uh, identified in um, 2021-2022. So this is where you you can say, this is how many are enrolled. And then you can look later and say that, uh, you know, that's going to be about 31 to 29% over time of all of the students in McKeesport are enrolled in a music course uh, uh, and you can see the comparisons with visual art uh, McKeesport at the high school level does not offer theater or dance programs there we do have a category called other it's a really nebulous kind of category and I will talk about that a little bit at the end mark so uh, when uh, the people watching this I'm, I'm hoping will help uh, your your um, data personnel in your school district to report data better within the next three years. We're into this project for another uh, three years, three more years of data after 2023, and we're hoping to do some uh, crosswalks and some training with data people and with arts people so that three years from now we can really focus the data so that organizations like PMEA can really use it to your advantage. Um, We sort of know what to do with some of the data at the Department of VED, but I would like this to be a site that's very useful to organizations like PMEA and others who advocate for uh, quality policy in in, uh, music education.
0: Let me just jump in and clarify one thing. Uh, Where those places where it shows zero, this is what we're showing is enrolled in courses. So many schools, of course, have a theater program, but it's an after-school uh, program. So that's not going to show up in this. The, the, if they were to have a theater course, it would show up.
1: The, yes. The, the, uh, the data here is only for courses where students get a grade or a credit. Now, we do have some schools, and Mark, you're a marching band guy. We have some schools who do marching band after school, but kids get a grade and maybe a, a quarter of a credit or something like that. So in that case, the the school district can report that to this site. But if there's no greater credit, uh, then it's it's not right. reported. So okay. this does not r- report just like uh, after-school programs and things right. like that. Yep, uh, just want unless... to clarify that. OK, yes. Uh, we actually say that in uh, the, the crosswalk pieces that, that I'm building right now. Um, and uh, I'm working with some music people right now on those crosswalk pieces. And so we're having great conversations. You can see that in 2018, there were five uh, courses offered at McKeesport High School. And by 2022, uh, there are eight courses offered. Well, that's kind of interesting, but maybe you would like to know um, what those courses are. We can find that by clicking on this button down here. And in 2018, uh, it it looks like there was no chorus offered. But when you look down here to vocal ensemble, that was offered and 82 students were enrolled. So whoever did the data input determined when they saw whatever McKeesport calls chorus class, they determined that this class is vocal ensemble. And so that's how they registered it. You notice after that, there's no vocal ensemble, but there is chorus. Right. So so this is where we're right now, um, trying to get the data to be um, uh, better refined and almost confined uh, across the state so that our, our schools will will start reporting the data with with some um, uh, validity and accuracy uh, is something we hope to get. You can see um, that there was no concert band, but there was probably, Oh, they didn't even have general band or marching band, which is kind of interesting because I know that you have all of those things at McKeesport. But then in 2019, it starts to be reported. One thing that you will learn on this website, you'll find between uh, 2018, 2019, and 2020, there are spots where where it looks like there's hardly anybody reported doing anything. Then all of a sudden, the numbers jump up. Well, around 2018, 2019, uh, the Department of Ed determined that schools are to start reporting elementary data. Prior to that, they did not have to report elementary data in the arts. So everything K through six, or in some cases K through eight, was not reported. All of a sudden now, they they are expected to report them. I can tell you that one of the things I'm using this site for is to. Find schools who are not reporting their elementary data yet. It's been three years at least that they've uh, you know received the memo, but they still are not reporting the data. So I want to identify the districts that aren't doing that and send them a personal little uh, informational message saying, "Please start reporting your elementary data again," so that three years from now we have a really quality picture of what arts uh, offerings look like in our schools in Pennsylvania. So. Um, so that's a pretty good overview, I think, of the school profile tab. Uh, in all of the tabs, you often will want to go to the filter icon first uh, to, to start helping you to, you know, get to where you want to be. So um, you might want to also use the uh, district level tab if if you're a teacher and uh, again we'll take a moment this sort of gives you a big overview of the state uh, different coloring you can see you can see that arts enrollment trend now this is like all arts not just mm-hmm. just music but in our state you know between 2019 and 2020 we go from about you know 33 percent to 60 percent well let's think about uh, most of our elementary schools the students have maybe, once a week, uh, a music class and once a week, a uh, visual art class. So that, that uh, information was not reported in 2019. And then in 2020, is starting to be reported. And then we have COVID. We sort of get a flat liner for a while. And uh, it will be interesting to see in the 2022-23 20, data what directions right. we head. And we'll probably see some, some of these lines going down first before they go back up. Uh, I think particularly in music because we all know that delivery of uh, music programs, particularly um, performance programs, was very difficult online, and uh, it, it was hard for students, uh, you know, to do what needed to be done, and for teachers as well. These dots over here, it, it's they're pretty squashed together, so it's hard to it's hard to do too much with them. But things will will pop up if if you hover over them, but. Let's go ahead and and look at McKeesport District in 2022. I could look at another year if I chose to. There are 700 some uh, LEAs listed because all the charter schools and public schools are listed.
0: Oh, come on. Ah. Too bad I I don't uh, live in a district that begins with A, it would have made your life easier. It
1: would have made it a little easier and I have no idea. Uh, it does take a little while to spin. And as Mark and I were talking earlier, um, the the site itself... Oh, we're pretty close. Mm. Oh, no, you have to slide all over again. Um, the site itself is a little what I call slippery, uh, particularly if you're... Maybe it's a little easier with a mouse, but I'm a, a touchpad kind of guy here. So it gets a little slippery and uh, a little hard to, to sometimes... Uh, Get things positioned where you want. Don't be discouraged. Just just keep keep trying. You'll get it. And, and we should
0: tell people that, you know, they can access this at artseddata.org. Uh, they can access it on the PDE website. They can also access it on the PMEA website.
1: Right. Um, yes, PMEA. We have the, if you type in, why am I getting Disney?
0: Hey, well, all right, we'll go there.
1: I like it. So you can do the uh, 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 Pennsylvania. You can just type in like a, Uh, PA Arts and Humanities and this site will come up and uh, you'll see then that we talked about the interactive dashboard and also as a part of the interactive dashboard. uh, There is a a complete training for each one of the tabs it's just a few slides if if you're responsible to do some uh, after school or or uh, or uh, in service training with uh, folks in your department let's say you can certainly use this Uh, I built this piece. As a part of the requirement to get it online, uh, you can also see on this page we highlight all of the organizations that uh, provide us, you know, quality uh, work in the arts. So uh, maybe we'll see that this has now. Oh, I think I clicked something and it just went crazy. There we go. Okay, maybe it'll spin up. Come on. And it takes you back to the beginning, but that's okay. We'll try to get it to go to district level arts. And as I spoke with Mark earlier uh, to facilitate this particular uh, recording, I'm using my work laptop, which I never use. And why is that you say? Because it took them years to get me a workout. <laughs> and I was already used to my uh, math. Yeah,
0: well, makes sense.
1: Yeah, so uh, McKeesport should pop up here. And mm-hmm. then you can get some information at the district level and not so much at the, the school level. Um, so let's see, we have McKeesport. It has. Um, Four schools, you can see some information about free and reduced uh, lunch, school majority race, net ethnicity. So, at McKeesport Area Senior High School, where the majority of students are no majority, that means there's there's not a black or a Hispanic or a white. There, it's there's uh, you know everybody's represented. Uh, nobody really comes out as a majority number there. So, uh, but you can see when you hit that, that uh, 44% of of, uh, uh, students are enrolled in the arts in 2022, and students who receive free and reduced lunch program, and I believe that McKeesport probably has a pretty healthy free and reduced lunch program, most schools do anymore, Uh, 44% of those students are enrolled in the arts in that district. You can see the big bump up in reporting happened at McKeesport between 2018 and 2019 so they got the memo a year earlier and then it's uh has sort of leveled out across uh, the district um and then this information uh there are four schools 1931 students 13 courses and seven teachers in music uh reported in 2022 um uh now that does Uh, Yeah, sometimes the hand comes up and it doesn't really do anything in particular. So you can learn a little bit about the district uh, just by popping up the district level tab.
0: Yeah, and that's that's all incredibly valuable information uh, to to just know uh, about your district. So um, I want to move on to talk about uh, a little bit more of, of how people can get involved if they look at their data and they're like well this doesn't make sense um, okay
1: okay so so let's just get out of the site there again you can do county level comparisons you can look at um arts disciplines i'm looking at arts disciplines a lot right now uh as a part of this work for um for uh, uh getting SCAG code information ready so uh you know right now we have 40 different uh, courses that are identified in music and, and what are those courses and how do we identify them? So there is a national system called the uh, School Courses uh, for uh, Education Data. And uh, if you look under visual and performing arts and you look under music, you will see, see if I can make this a little bigger and slide it over. Mm-hmm. Helpful. Okay. Well, uh, it's not slide. Oh, there we go. There we go. So you will see that under music, like one of the very first things that comes up, the, the codes are uh, are all 05 and the 101 is general band and 102 is concert band. Well, you're music people. Uh, so I I'm thinking about all of our schools and Uh, When I was in middle school at, um, uh, I went to the Derry Township, uh, Hershey, Pennsylvania uh, schools, our junior high band, which was not an audition band, just anybody who was in seventh, eighth or ninth grade at that point in time was in middle school band, but it was called the cadet band. Um, So in the course catalog, it was the cadet band. Now imagine being a person who is trying to say, well, is cadet band general band or concert band? based on these descriptions which are are very similar um which one do i pick and herein lies the problem with getting accurate data Mm -hmm. so so one of the things that we are trying to do uh as as a part of getting accurate data there 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 are 40 different of these uh descriptions um you know for different types of music courses but Think of all the crazy different course course names that we have, even like for band. Uh, there's Wind Ensemble. Well, is Wind Ensemble a, 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 you know, a general band or a concert band? And if you're a person who spends your entire day sitting in a cubicle inputting data to send to the Department of Ed, you are probably clueless as to which is which, and you just make a decision. This is where music and arts people can get involved by, by finding out who are those data people and and helping with crosswalks and then presenting those crosswalks. So let's take a look. I'm just working on this right now, so this is a work in progress. Um, I will have some meetings with music people tomorrow and Friday uh, to look at, at uh, what we're talking as a crosswalk document. And this is pretty easy, music early childhood education, I noted, in looking on that uh, arts disciplines tab that this was mostly used to describe k five through eight courses which i thought was interesting why would you have eighth graders described in music early childhood education but a lot of our charter schools consider what they do k through eight to be early childhood so that's probably why they're defining that so we want to help people say Use only if a course exists for students younger than pre-K. Don't use this for eighth graders. So that's where we're talking about crosswalks. We want to try and and give some guidance as to how to use each one of these SCED code descriptions. Um, it goes up through, through K-8. And I've, I've noted here, like, how many schools reported that they have music in grade six, 651. Well, there are more than that but some of them just identified it as general music right and, and because general music is a choice so you'll see that general music there's 154 schools that use that uh and it, i noted that it was heavily used in k through 8. I think because we have general music general art general theater and general dance i'm going to try and drive uh drive these courses at the high school level that schools use uh, for like a graduation requirement. Often it's offered in ninth grade. I think I'm going to go to try to write the description so that we drive drive uh, that graduation requirement to the general music or the general art or general theater or general dance. That way, that way, PMEA can learn what schools have a music requirement for graduation. Uh, just by using the sart data tool. So here you'll see we have 728 uh, have general band and 351 have concert band, which pretty much means that we have about uh, 1,071 schools that are offering some sort of a band program in their school. Now, I'm thinking that maybe we could learn more about the difference between non-auditioned and auditioned maybe we could drive the data in that way over the next three years just by asking that to be a a separate requirement. So um, 96 schools are reporting marching band where students get credit. Uh, So as you can see, we have 40 of these different uh, SCEG codes. And uh, I'm working with people in music, art, theater, and dance right now to try and get some uh, language that helps to clarify this language that was created by um somebody who was not very specific or a group of people who i think were not very specific and we would like our stuff to be a little bit more specific it will help us to uh know more about what our arts offerings are in the state of pennsylvania
0: so what will happen then is once you you come up with this crosswalk document, uh, you know we will certainly help to to put that out there, uh, and then we would ask for music educators to give them a little bit of homework to say, okay, go go look at this crosswalk document, define where all of your courses fit in here, and then go to the data people in your district and say, here this is this is where we should be reporting, and then that. That will eventually upload uh, in future data dumps, and we will get a much richer uh, and more valid sense of this data that will help in all of those goals we talked about earlier.
1: Uh, uh, absolutely, um, I think the the idea of uh, you know once once we create the the crosswalk from from what's in the Skeg code to where we think we would like to see certain kinds of data fall then it would become the responsibility of the teachers to say okay we have this uh vocal ensemble let's say we we have uh, uh an octet that is very much into this uh you know doing these um, uh, what, what what do i want to say the uh, uh very contemporary harmony sounds and things like that you want to call that contemporary vocal ensemble but you, you might call it a name like that, you know, uh, the port. McKeesport. What's, what's McKeesport's, um, uh, well, gosh, I've, I've forgotten the word here, but your, your icon, your... Uh,
0: the Tigers.
1: The Tigers. So you might call that group, the you know, the, uh, the singing Tigers. Well, somebody sees that in a, 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 a course selection book. Singing tigers. Well, what are they? Are they right. a chorus? Are they a vocal ensemble? And you would want them to be a, a contemporary oh. vocal ensemble, you know?
0: Okay, so that's a really good uh, look at the data project. But I think, you know, you can go in, down a rabbit hole and spend a lot of time on there because I, I think both of us on the screen right now have, have done that, probably you more than me, but, but I've certainly uh, gone down the rabbit hole a few times on it. Uh, so people are free to do that. Um, but let's talk about the future of this. what's What's next? What's the future of the data project?
1: Well, uh, as I said earlier, uh, we we still have three more years of data that will be uh, entered into the project. Uh, and always always the data visualization will th- only show five years' worth. but the data that we sent is uh, warehoused. Uh, after After that point in time, you know it will be another financial commitment on the part of the Department of Education. If they want to continue to uh, stay in the data project. And uh, so that's uh, something I can't guess down the road at this point. Uh, for the time being, uh, in, in the next uh, six weeks, I need to finish these crosswalks. And in uh, early March, I will be presenting at the Data Summit, which is, which is uh, interestingly enough, it's a, a conference where data input personnel from uh, schools from across the state come in and uh, they will learn about, you know, how to look at these crosswalks and use them, and so I'm sure that once we present it at that conference, they'll start uh, looking at it, uh, and they'll be start sharing with their friends in other schools. Uh, I'm sure I'll spend some time presenting on all of this at the PMEA uh, conference. I've already done a little bit of this with the art ed folk, and I will be doing some with theater and dance ed as well. Um, we need to train those data personnel and get those, uh, the arts people uh, to work with uh, the people in your own school districts to help them translate those unique kinds of descriptions in your, your, uh, your uh, course uh, uh, outlines and course booklets. Um, uh, we hope to get the SCED code uh, input to be better focused of the organizations like MusicEd art ed and dance and theater ed can use the information to better support um, our arts constituencies because your organizations have better outreach and access to the people who are delivering arts programs in our schools than we do at the department of ed so uh, i personally in the last um, uh, 12 years have heavily depended on your organizations to uh, get the word out and so we want to make sure we're doing the best job for you.
0: Well, and I will say uh, over the past 12 years of you in this role, we have heavily depended on you uh, for so, so many things. Uh, we could not do so much of what we uh, do without uh, your, your wonderful guidance and support at the department. So they're very lucky to have you there. And we're very lucky to have you as well. Uh, so let me say this. Here's what happens next for folks. Here's what, I, here's your homework. Go take a look at the websites that 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 we've talked about. Go in there and look around and look at your school and, and look at that information. Uh, does it make sense? Does it not make sense? Then stay tuned. Uh, because we, you know, once once Dave works through these crosswalk documents, we really want to push that out. And that's where the bulk of your homework starts, right? Let's start let's start defining this a little bit better because the better that that data is, the better it not only is for you at that school level, but it is for all of us in our collective work. Uh, does that make sense, Dave?
1: Yes, because the data data is now public information right? and uh, you want this data to be your friend. Yes. Uh, so you need to take a look at it and see, when you look at your, your even at your school level, starting at your school level, you can start to look at that and say, hmm, uh, what relationship do I personally have to some of this data? And how can I make sure that this data is uh, valuable for you know our school, our district, and for our, our, our music program?
0: Well, uh, again, thank you for all your work on this. We're gonna be hearing from you more about it, I'm sure, certainly as the Crosswalk document comes. But thanks for walking us through it today. Thank you. And thank you all for joining us on this edition of PMEA's Take Note podcast. We want to thank our sponsor, the Grove City College Department of Music. We'll see you next time.